Hello fellow coaches, it's Angela here. I hope you're well. Now, I know that we don't want to get things wrong and I know that we all want to get a good hack, find a shortcut, move faster, get to the goal quicker. I get it. But, you know, a bit like fast food versus a really well-cooked meal, if we don't taste it, we're missing out on actually some foundational principles. It's not about going slowly, but it is about building something to last and with quality that will give you the results you want for years to come. So let's dive in today and let's deal with fast track to frustration. See you soon. Welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast. I'm Angela Durant and you'll meet Anka Herman a little later. Between us, we have 30 years of business experience. We've started and grown our businesses from nothing but an idea, learning to play to our strengths as introverts in what often feels like an extrovert world. If you have ever felt any resistance to how others tell you you have to market yourself or bear your soul on social media just to get clients, then this podcast is for you. We know the unique challenges that introverted coaches face when it comes to selling their services. So if you're ready to learn how to spot those golden opportunities right under your nose, clarify your message, nurture that market and get more business coming your way, all without sacrificing your energy levels or well-being, then plug your AirPods in and let's go. Well, welcome to the Visible Coaches podcast with Anchor and Angela. Oh my goodness me, have we got a series of topics coming for you. And this one today is t- is titled Caught in Fast Track Frustration, The Lure of Instant Gratification. I feel like I could have written a book on this anchor, do you know what I mean, to be quite honest with you, because um, my personality is a bit of a fast action personality, i.e. if I've, in the past, if I got an idea, I just, I wanted to just go straight at it. I didn't want to plan and wait for it and put all the detail together that's my husband he is Mr Detail and because of the job he did as a sound engineer he needed to plan he needed that detail you couldn't do a recording in a studio if you hadn't got the mics in the right place so he really understood that trying to go too quickly made a bad recording you know the old navy seals quote smoothie so slow is smooth and smooth is fast was like that's my husband And I was such a big picture thinker and I wanted everything yesterday through my own personality and my insecurity. Um, And that that feeling of wanting to get it quicker has has something that I've personally battled with. And it's been my greatest problem when I've invested in things up to now, because you invest in formulas and fast tracks and you know, the marketing that's out there that's going, don't do this, do that. It's so prevalent that it's making you feel bad if you're not actually following that. And and it comes into our system. So do you want to kind of start answering that? Because when we were choosing topics, you started laughing at this one. So I'm really keen to hear what you have to say on this subject. Yeah, I think it's one that comes up so often, like, the battle with the instant gratification monkey and nobody really wants to admit to it. That's the funny piece. Like, I don't think a lot of people like the instant gratification monkey came from that famous uh, procrastination Ted talk. Right. But it really applies here as well. It's, it's so often you at either you buy a program or you work with somebody and there's this, you're in the session and there's a plan mapped out and everybody's like, Oh my God, we've got a plan. Great. 
right? Now, what you then find quite often, and I think that's what really inspired this episode, is that like three weeks later, people come back like, oh, well, I'm really disappointed. Like, I, I like you know, that, why haven't I got results yet? And I'm thinking, you haven't done anything. <laughs> and the piece that gets in the way is that people try to plan and map out all the details way beyond what they actually have available right now. I always say it's like when you imagine you go and hike up Everest, I'd always compare it, you know, like building a business is like climbing a mountain you haven't climbed before, right? So what people try and do is like, oh, well, I need to have a plan. Yeah, of course you do. You know, you kind of don't want to end up on the wrong mountain or fall down a cliff. So yes, you do want to have a plan. You kind of keep an eye on where that summit is, but you waste a lot of your time trying to figure out the detailed steps and which hook you're going to hack into the ice where under the summit when you haven't reached base camp yet, right? So until you're at base camp, which is in a business context, it's like, okay, you have an offer that's validated. That's something that you love delivering. You love delivering it to people who really value it and are happy to pay for it. Until you have that, you're not at base camp. There's no point trying to get to the summit faster and beating yourself and the beating yourself up is the bit that slows you down. It's, it takes up so much headspace when you're constantly like, are we there yet? Why am I doing it right? Like that takes up so much headspace. If you could just concentrate on putting one foot in front of the other and actually implement the things that you knew exactly who to do when you walked out that strategy session, when you just took all you had, all the focus, all the time you had to actually put one foot in front of the other until you get to base camp. And then you have more information and you know what it is you've got, what it, and then you can plan the next step. Trying to jump ahead slows you down like nothing else. You know, I, it's got me thinking of my early voice training. Um, I At one point in my world, I only wanted to be... Um, a singer, uh, a classical singer. I watched my mum singing as a child. And and there's something that I saw around, which we'll talk in another podcast, but around practice and mastery. And I think it's mastery because yeah. um, I knew when I started opera training that everybody automatically said to me, this is a 10-year journey to mastery. This is 10 years before you will probably get the opportunity to do that professionally. Now, the interesting thing around this is I think society, uh, our need for having things more instant, you know, I mean, for goodness sake, I don't want to get rid of my washing machine or my dishwasher or anything, you know, so there's been some incredible progress in being able to press a button and turn on an application or a, piece of machinery and for it to, to take over a process that would have laboriously you know I don't want to master laundry that's you know, like I don't want to master laundry but when I when I was in that situation of practice I think I already there was a space where you go oh my god really that long it's going to take me 10 years it didn't mean I was doing nothing in that 10 years it meant that I was doing little concerts and then bigger concerts and then different exams and I had different opportunities like once I knew I was taking that journey 
I couldn't see, as you say, I couldn't see the detail. Or I could see where I was trying to get to, but I just couldn't see the detail. And all I needed to do in that moment was start working on the skills that I needed just to master the very next stage of exams that I was in, etc., or a concert that I was doing and look for the next opportunity. I think the issue with, for me with instant gratification, and I will own up to having that monkey in my life when it came to business, because I felt that it was being marketed to me in that way. And you take it on board as almost like, well, this is this is how it is, because people out there are telling you that this is how it is. But it was never true in other industries. You know, even when uh, when I, I love watching things like in the UK, the repair shop, and when you look these master craftsmen you know how they have to take their time to to get the details so that they can actually create something beautiful uh, again and something very special and I do just wonder it's like the faster you try and implement something the less skill you know if it can be implemented that fast unless you're already a master craftsman then the way I look at it is that you're oh you're gonna miss out so much great stuff it's like cooking, isn't it? I mean, what if somebody could just sit there and they're spending, you know, a couple of hours putting a whole incredible meal for you together, putting the flavors together, showing their expertise, and they put that on the table for you um, versus somebody grabs me a microwave meal and then they shove that on the table with me with a knife and fork. I am going to taste the difference. One has been crafted. The other has just been sort of, you know, thrown together um in a heartbeat both can be eaten both will kind of know you know kind of do the job of filling the gap but one will feel as if you actually had something worth the value and the weight and the other will just feel like well anybody can have that anybody can do that and there's no there's not so much value in it I couldn't agree more. And I see it, especially, it's funny because especially in the tech space, you see it all the time. And I have whole sections, like like the whole taking the tech and the book about that. It's about what makes you think that an area like tech or business building should be something that you just watch a couple of YouTube videos and, and you're, you're, you've got it. You know, when every other skill requires some practice and so it requires some training and yes it doesn't mean you want to reinvent the wheel doesn't it doesn't mean that at all right but just like an athlete oh you know I remember tried to learn the guitar you know well I just physically couldn't place my fingers in certain positions because my muscles weren't developed mm. like my hand muscles were just not up to the task yet so it just takes some time to develop skills or you can't learn a language overnight skills take time to develop and the question then becomes like what's the like what's the rush like why like I've always bang on about like why is it so hard for people to just relax into the process of creation you know just settle into it like you just like you were saying with the with the the journey to become a professional singer Well, once you stop trying to become one overnight, you're actually going to start making progress, right? And you see the same thing with tech. It's like super rampant because everybody goes, oh, you know, sign up for my pretty thing. No coding experience required, right? I mean, we were bombarded with messages like that. So that, you know, fair enough. We do get that. And it does, I think, manipulate the expectations. But the question really remains, 
What makes you think that building a business where there's a million skills to learn is something that you should just kind of magically know how to do? And what's the rush anyway? Well, I'll tell you the rush because everybody is telling you, I think, that you're not as much as the success and you haven't got what it takes if you can't do it as fast as what they're telling you you should be doing it as. Mm-hmm. And I think there, there yeah. is, is it's buying into the wrong belief here and then adopting it as a truth. So, but, you know, to be practical here, when people start a business, if we don't have a cash flow coming through, if we can't make sales, if we don't know how to do that, if we're still working on our message, etc., if things are not landing, there becomes this, I suppose, well, it's not I suppose, I know because I've been there, is there becomes a sense of insecurity and a sense of urgency, which we've talked about before around that. As soon, I can recognise that, but there was a point when I didn't even understand that. And I felt that that sense of urgency was to be celebrated. That meant that I was fast-tracking it. But actually what that meant was I had gone off the rails and I, I was not going to see a single opportunity in front of me because I was too busy on trying to get what I needed to stop the insecure thinking rather than actually look at where does my business fit in the marketplace, what messages need to be out there for people to see this as a service of value and how do I build that credibility and that reputation person by person, depending on the type of business or the business model that I actually have in the space of it. Um, You know, and general businesses, offline bricks and mortars businesses, they know that they have to do that. But there's been this really incredible um, whirling dervish, as it were, in the online space, where in order to try and get more and more attention, it's become more and more outlandish in the the idea of what success is and what success isn't and I've truly had to unpick some of that myself and it's really it's really I've had to dig deep as to what uh, to uncouple myself from some of the things that I ended up innocently believing like the level of investment equals the level of transformation and and if you can't afford it Mm then you should have it. I mean, like it's nonsense, but it almost sounds as if it could be truthful because if you're really a go-getter, then you should be go-getting. And, and it's like you're building something in the marketplace and for your life. And, and when did that become a race to the top of the mountain? It's like I just – now I find it odd, and but, but I've had to go through it and come out the other end of it. Yeah. And the piece that I think most people don't consider when they're busy beating themselves up for lack of perceived lack of progress is that like you're not the only person in the game. Like the thing is you see if if I'm making a dress, right, I know how long this should take. I know my skill level. And depending on that, I can tell you exactly how much time it will take to finish this dress. Right. A business isn't like that because this, the business involves other people, right? So there is this like, yeah, you know, you can't control the timeline as as you can control it when you make something or when you do something that just involves you because other people will buy on their timelines. Like they're not going to always just jump on the thing just because you want to sell now. It doesn't mean they want to buy now and you can't, fully control like you can't control what they're going to do so you cannot 
Like it's a waste of your time and your energy to beat yourself up for not meeting certain milestones because there's other people involved, right? So when there's a million, you can't read their minds and it'll take some time to get to know them. And, you know, getting to know them, there's another episode coming on that topic, you know? So, but but I think that's also something where it's like, well, okay, if you can get yourself to a place where you go, okay, get you, give yourself some slack. You know, don't try and predict every single second all the way up to the summit because having worry, beating yourself up, trying to plan things that you haven't got the, the perspective or the data to actually create a valid plan for is slowing you down. You know, that whole, that thing is like slow is smooth and smooth is slow. I couldn't, I couldn't. People have said, oh, but I like, look what you've got. Yeah. You know, I've been putting one foot in front of the other for the last 20 years. Right. So it's, it's, um, and it doesn't mean that it has to take long. Right. That's the piece. Like it doesn't have to take long. It's just not guaranteed to be quick. And so you can't measure your success by how fast it goes. There should be other criteria, right? And that's really good yeah, news. So this is the Navy SEALs quote, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. So but practically, as we just end this conversation, I hope that this has, has given you a different perspective or just given you permission a little bit to just just to kind of step back and to, to really look with a bit more nuance here. Because I think we're all, I always say we're getting 100% feedback from the marketplace and it's not always what we want to hear. But actually, it's in those moments that we probably do stop trying to just push onwards regardless and we can step back and we can start to look at where is the nuance, where are the shifts, where are the changes, where is this not landing? And that's an opportunity to develop your skill and your long-term mastery. So thank you for joining us today and we look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. Take care. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Visible Coaches Podcast. If you've ever felt the pressure to market yourself in ways that don't align with your true nature, this podcast is your sanctuary. If you've enjoyed what you've heard so far, make sure to subscribe to the Visible Coaches Podcast on your favorite platform. And we would really be grateful if you could leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and it helps us reach more introverted coaches like you. To grab this episode's free resource, visit thevisiblecoachespodcast.com now. That's thevisiblecoachespodcast.com. Let's continue to embrace our introverted strength, create meaningful connections, and make waves in the coaching world. Until next time.